Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys Podcast. Back and better than ever with you as always. I am Evan Newberger, and I've got Adam Sidek to my right, and across from me, Robbie Larson, ready to break down week 14 of the NFL action. Hard to believe we're already uh, on uh, on the kind of the tail end of this season. We're wrapping things up in the playoff races, uh, you know, really heating up across the league. But uh, guys, how we doing? Oh man, uh, usually this is about the time of year where we start to hit our stride, but uh, it's kind of been the opposite so far this year. <laughs> kind of hit our stride a little early, and uh, we've been in a little rough patch lately, but uh, I, th- I think we could make it right this, this week. Yeah, it took a few L's last week. Looking to rebound. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got to get back on track here uh, before the playoffs start, that's for sure, but uh, yeah, got a few more opportunities, so... Each week uh, we start anew, um, so let's get into it. Uh, we'll start by recapping our uh, picks from week 13, so uh, starting it off with the lead pipe locks. Uh, unfortunately, went 0 for 3 here. Uh, Adam started off with you, Broncos plus 9.5 against the Chiefs. Oh, I missed! Yeah, that was a tough watch. Uh, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, um, this is awful. That dude needs to learn how to tackle because he... he <laughs> absolute shame out there trying to tackle anybody. It's two times this year he's just like gotten looked like a like one of those car lot flailing guys <laughs> trying to tackle somebody like just an asshole move. <laughs> Wake up, Teddy. Yeah, if you're gonna throw that many picks, you uh, you gotta be able to tackle. That's probably the difference in that lock too. <laughs> yeah, just devastating game. Uh, um, Robbie Buccaneers Falcons over fifty. So I missed. Man, that's, you know, I, I try not to get too upset about, like, missing on these locks, you know, try to learn from them. But this one, I feel like I was right for the most part. Like, 37 points at half, just needed two touchdowns in the second half. Well, and e- even a touchdown and two field goals would have pushed it. I, I'd be fine with that. But, man, Buccaneers just killed the clock. And uh, Falcons couldn't do anything. So, thanks, Falcons. That was such a weird second half for, like, the way that uh, game started. It was uh, high scoring, and then, uh, yeah, all of a sudden it was, like, game plan completely changed, and the game actually got, like, decently close uh, kind of in the second half as uh, the Buccaneers just didn't they didn't do much to separate themselves. So, unfortunate there. Uh, and then, finally, I had uh, the, the Washington football team and the Raiders over 49. So I missed. Yeah, this uh, that game was under all the way. Just never really got close. Uh, turned into kind of a defensive slugfest out there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes you just get them wrong. Uh, so, what's all right, we'll bounce back. Yeah. Uh, as for the podcast parlay, uh, you know about the Broncos plus nine and a half. Um, the other... Uh, Pick we got wrong, and that one was Bengals uh, minus three and a half against the Chargers. The Chargers just uh, went into Cincinnati and, and jumped all over them early, and it was just uh, a little too much uh, for the Bengals to overcome. Uh, couldn't dig themselves out of the hole. And then, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got one of these, right? Uh, Colts minus nine. Yeah, they uh, they put a hurting on the Texans, so uh, at, least, at least we got that to hang our hat on. But uh, Texans didn't score at all that game, right? Uh, I, I don't believe they No, did. I think that was a shutout, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, that one was easy. Yeah, yeah. We got one easy one. Right on there. 
So uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking to bounce back here and uh, right the ship here this week. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I want to remind everybody: um, even when we're losing, our Instagram account is on fire because uh, really we're just getting roasted these days for being wrong all the time. And uh, if you're somebody that just has a sense of humor, you would love the account because uh, it's it's funny stuff. Uh, themed uh every week to something else we had a always sunny theme we had a uh a taylor swift theme so um come check us out on the gram and on twitter uh you know brother jeff's doing a lot of fun things there uh keeping people engaged even when we're losing so uh you know still having fun uh before we get into the week 14 uh lines and predictions uh why don't we hear from our sponsor real quick all right, this week, uh, our sponsor is a powerful powerful collab, uh, probably the best one since Pace Nagy. It is MetWife Stadium. Um, you know, everyone's familiar with the stadium out in East Rutherford, um, you know, one of the best in the country. Well, now it is sponsored by your favorite dating app, MetWife. Uh, MetWife, over 50% of the people who match on MetWife actually become married. Um, this is scientifically backed. Uh, I mean, uh, all three of us know people that have wed uh, via Met MetWife. So um, happy to see that they're they're taking up sponsorship, and uh, we're here to spread the word on that dating app. And uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't be happier. Uh, great stadium, great app, um, perfect collab in my opinion. Better stadium now, but uh, yeah, you know, he- you know, even have uh, some friends that are engaged now, you know, because of it. You know, it's uh, absolutely great. You know, you j- definitely check it out. Uh, you know. It's, Screw Tinder, screw uh, uh, Bumble, and you know whatever else is out there. MetWife's the way to go. And and they they give you free beers if you meet at the stadium during a game. Oh, wow. So I mean, it, it's 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 just astonishing how clever that is. But <laughs> well, this was uh, all started by the uh, the best uh, marriage in terms of uh, backfields we've ever seen. Ahmad Bradshaw, Brad and Jacobs. Uh, Back in the day, so they're uh, they're the brainchilds behind all this, uh, behind MetWife. Uh, so um, yeah, just uh, if you're if you're gonna be out that way and you're gonna be in the stadium, you know, dump your girlfriend ahead of time, uh, you know, because you know you're you're about to meet your soulmate at uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where everybody finds love. All right, guys, um, we are now ready for the Week 14 slate, and uh, we got kind of a fun one on Thursday night, and uh, we all know we love to jump off and, and get way too excited about these Thursday night games. Uh, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Vikings are three-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 43-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, I'm going to have you start. What do you think? Oh, man. Uh, well, these two teams... Uh... You know, Steelers kind of uh, kind of overperformed in, in my opinion last week. They were they're hanging with the Ravens. They end up pulling out the victory. Uh, grinder grinder of a game right there. Um, it's uh, it, but uh, it was a good win for them. So you know they've got to be riding high coming out off of this. While uh, Vikings on the other hand, you know they uh, gave the Lions their first victory, which you know it, I'm happy it wasn't the Bears to be honest. But uh, you know. Um, Vikings, they're going to – big, big loss for them in this last game. Uh, Adam Thielen ended up going out uh, with an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely out for this game right here. Um, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking that that injury was kind of huge uh, during the game against the Lions um, in that, you know, they kind of uh, 
when you lose a key player like that, you know, it kind of messes up the offense a little bit. But I think they're going to be all right with uh, K.J. Osborne coming in there. Uh, he, he's been fine this year. Uh, I think he will be able to step out just fine in this game. Uh, Joe Hayden's already been ro- ruled out for the Steelers, so that's a boost for the Vikings. So I'm, and I'm actually liking the Vikings here. The only thing that's holding me back, um, I, I wanted to make this a lock of the week, but... Um, you know, the one thing that's holding me back is, uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, astounding record in, uh, primetime games. It and, is under the lights. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Thursday nights for him aren't at least that bad. Uh, he's 0 and 9 on Monday night football, but <laughs> Thursday night he's at least two and five. So, you know, he's got some wins under his belt. So, um, I, I think he's going to go three and five here. I think the Vikings are going to be able to catch the Steelers sleeping here and, uh, you know, Nobody likes to give the Lions their first win of the season. So I think the Vikings are going to come out cooking. Oh, speaking of Cook, Cook has a very good chance of playing here. But uh, Madison's been fine in his absence. But uh, I think you guys have a little different take than me on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Steelers here. Uh, you mentioned the key factor for me. It's it's primetime Kirk Cousins. and You never bet him primetime. But uh, even in uh, this game, you know, last week, I just I, I think both these teams are trending in the wrong direction. I I've, I've been fading the Vikings for most of the year. Last week uh, I should have um, should have known Lions were going to get their first win. Uh, that was a huge huge win for them. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, this Viking that was a must win for the Vikings, and you can't lose that game. Um, and on the flip side, there was a must win game for the Steelers against their, their division opponent, uh, much better team, the Ravens, and. You know they took care of business. It was a defensive battle. Um, offense was able was able to just do enough, and, and I sort of see the same thing happen here. Uh, you know, I I, I, I exp- I'm going to take the Steelers money line here. I'm, I'm I'm that confident with them. Yeah, I like the Steelers here as well. Um, I'm of the belief that uh, you know we we've talked about primetime Kirk Cousins. That's uh, the the numbers back that up. That he's just he's not great with a national audience. Um, so I won't beat the dead horse there. But uh, you know, Rob, you touched on the the key Thielen injury. Um, I I don't know that I feel as good about Adam. Um, in terms of money line, um, I I just don't feel as strongly about it. But uh, the fact that you can get three points for the Steelers here, this is a game that they could very easily win. Um, so I, I'm I'll be a little bit more conservative, but I do like the plus three in this game. Um, you know, they had a good win against the Ravens last week, and uh, you know they've had some road disappointments. So that's kind of my my trepidation here is they just haven't been nearly as good on the road as they have been at home. Um, you know, you, they had uh, quite a few just uh, ugly games. Uh, you know, most recently uh, on the road, they were in Cincinnati and they had the doors blown off them. Uh, but I don't expect, uh, I don't expect that. I think, um, you know, last week that was a that was a must win game for them. It keeps them in the thick of things in the uh, in the AFC playoff race. Meanwhile, the Vikings, I mean, they're still they're still in the playoff race, but that that's a demoralizing loss. That's really going to hurt their chances. Plus, you factor in when there's this many teams jumbled up in the NFC, you know, you kind of can't afford to lose the conference games. Um, and uh, unfortunately, losing to the Lions, I mean, that's that's basically losing the game on everybody else in the league because uh, everybody else is going to beat them. So, uh, yeah, I just think you've got two teams that are probably feeling polar opposites in terms of emotions in the locker rooms here. So I like the Steelers. 
uh, getting the points on the road, I think uh, they'll be able to do enough to cover. All right, next game up, we've got an NFC East clash. It's the Dallas Cowboys heading into the nation's capital to take on the Washington football team. The team are four-point underdogs at home with an over-under set at 48. Uh, team have been playing good football, uh, you know, but uh, Cowboys obviously are the class of that division right now. Adam, why don't you uh, start us off? I think you've got a, uh, a good take here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the team here. Um, this, this, I don't really have a lot of uh, – I, 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 this is just more of a gut feeling for me. Uh, last year, the team sort of dominated the Cowboys in both games. Uh, so I think it's just a good matchup for them. Um, they're, they're certainly not out of it. I think they're actually in the sixth seed for, for uh, the NFC, which is, which is hilarious in its own right. But, um, yeah, I mean, just home, home field advantage. You saw it uh, two weeks ago against the Seahawks. Um, I, I did I, – you know, just getting four points to a divisional opponent here on uh, the Cowboys, who have been up and down and, and sort of down on the road. I know they got the job done last Thursday, but um, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a lean team here. Uh, just gut feeling. I don't think they're going to win, but you know, I think this one's going to be within three. Uh, also, love the over here. Um, it's going to be my lock of the week. No, it isn't. But it's a lock. No. It's, oh, wait, that's going to be my lock of the week. Hey, <laughs> thanks for leading me into that one. Um, yeah, I, I love this over. You know, uh, D- Cowboys, uh, it seems like they're starting to get back tra- on track with the offense right here. Um, I, you know, I, I think they're going to be able to put up points. And we've seen the team be able to play up or play down to the teams they play against. I mean, if you look at the Raiders last week, you know, that was low scoring by both teams. So I think the team are going to try to keep pace in this one. Um we, you've definitely seen them in a bunch of divisional games so far this year. Um, coming off the top of my head, there's definitely a shootout against the Giants um, that they're put both sides are putting up points. So I I, I see both these teams um, being just trying to go for the win here. You know, both teams gonna gonna want this win, and you know I, I think the over at 48. I think that's way too low right now so yeah i love the over that one's gonna be my lock not adam's lock that, that one's mine i'm gonna take claim <laughs> to this one um hopefully it has a better second half than uh, the last over i locked up but uh it, as far as the spread um i kind of like the cowboys here um don't feel great about it you know i could see the team keeping it close obviously um but uh you know i, I think that four point line is pretty good if you ask me yeah, I uh, I like the Cowboys here. Um, you know, I just think when you kind of line up the talent on both uh, for both of these teams, I think the Cowboys should win out. Um, you know, if the team are going to win this game, uh, it's you know it's going to be kind of a, a very tight game. Cowboys have the ability to kind of blow the doors off them. Um, it just kind of depends on you know the way the game plays out. I I kind of believe the Cowboys will jump on them. Uh, early Cowboys haven't really been playing their best football. Uh, we've talked about this in recent weeks, uh, you know, but they're starting to get healthy. So I think uh, I think they're due for a rebound here. But uh, you know, the team are playing well. What was it, it? Four in a row uh, that they've won. Four or five. Um, so they're they're playing well. Uh, but uh, you know, this week I just think Cowboys are going to be a little bit too much for them. Uh, but uh, I I also like the over in this one. I think you're going to come out and you're going to see. 
uh, Dak and Heineke just slinging it. And uh, so, yeah, I'll lock that up as well. We'll just make that a collective pod lock. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're definitely, all three of us are feeling good about that over. So, uh, you know, definitely means it's going to hit the under. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, I like the Cowboys in this one. and Cover four points, and uh, I like the over 48. Next game up, we've got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are at home for this one, and they are nine-point favorites. Over-under is at 44. Uh, Robbie, kick this one off. Oh, yeah. Um, this is uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup for sure, you know, as all these Titans-Jaguars games always are. You know, I heard earlier um, that uh, Urban Meyer was showing uh, – James Robinson tape on their week five game against the Titans and all his good runs. And um, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good game in that one too. So I'm, I'm not sure why Urban Meyer thinks like he needs improvement. Uh, you know, just going off on a tangent here. Like, I, I don't know why he pulled James Robinson in the first place and like, go up against uh, this past week against the Rams. You know, I mean, when you get, stripped by uh, the best defensive tackle in the league is that really an issue i i don't know but uh, apparently urban meyer thinks so and maybe he just uh, loves uh, carlos hyde a little more who knows but um you know uh the jaguars are gonna probably need it <laughs> james robinson in this one um the, but uh, i i don't know if that's gonna whatever the jaguars pull off on offense is gonna be enough uh you know titans coming fresh off the bye um so it's um They've got a little bit of time to prepare for this, and uh, don't you know that they're looking forward to just uh, putting the Jaguars in their place in this one. So I like, I really like the Titans minus nine here. Uh, I'm pretty confident in this. And, you know, I'm going to also play the under 44 in this one because, uh, you know, it, in a weird way, I kind of noticed this a little bit last year that uh, these – maybe it was last year, maybe it was two years ago. Uh, I can't remember. But both these teams, they oddly have – games that are shoot one game a year that is a shootout and the other game is just low scoring game and i'm not confident in the jaguars ability to um score that many points in this one i'm worried their locker rooms uh, maybe in a questionable state right now titans are getting a lot of guys that are coming back healthy right now i know julio off the top of my head um but there's a lot more jeremy mcnichols um a lot of guys on defense too so I like the Titans, and I like the under in this one. Yeah, I like the Titans as well, Robbie. You said it. They're getting healthier. Uh, you know, and they had the uh, the bye week to prep uh, for this game. And, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> the Jaguars are uh, are probably not a team that's worthy of a, of a two-week prep. But, uh, you know, they, uh, they should be able to cover the nine here, especially at home. I just think uh, you're going to see a fired-up Titans team, uh, you know, their last time out, it wasn't uh, it wasn't great for them. So they should come out, uh, you know, hungry and motivated. And uh, you know, everybody's uh, everybody's favorite get right game is is always against the Jaguars. So uh, you know, I definitely think the Titans uh, should be able to uh, cover the spread in this one. The over under, yeah, I I think it's a pretty good number. Um, you know, the Titans' offensive woes recently have me a little worried that's why i'm just not going to touch it but um i definitely don't see the jaguars putting up uh 
I don't think they'll get the 20. So, um, yeah, I think Titans should be able to cover the nine. Yeah, I'm going to lean the other way on this one. I, I like the Jags here uh, getting the nine. Um, you know, division teams, this Titans, the last two games the Titans played, they've been awful. You know, they lost at home to the Texans, and then they just got blown out by the, the Patriots, which, I mean, isn't too surprising. But I, just for them to garner a nine-point line uh, against any division opponent uh, has me worried. But, um, you know, yeah, I've been waiting on Trevor Lawrence to look like the number one pick all year, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I'm going to try again this week. Uh, he doesn't even have to be that great for them to cover this line. Uh, yeah, I, the, the Titans offense has me really worried, concerned. I, I, I would actually probably take the under here with you, Robbie. Um, but, yeah, just too many points for me to lay on the Titans uh, in an interdivision game. I know they're coming off the bye, but uh, give me the Jags here. All right. Uh, yeah, these division games, uh, you know, wacky stuff can happen, so we'll see. All right, uh, next up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Houston Texans. Seahawks coming off a, a nice bounce back in the division against the Niners, and the Texans uh, just got absolutely smoked by the Colts last week. Uh, Texans are 7.5-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 41.5. Uh, guys, I like the Texans here. I'm going to lean on the side of things that uh, the Seahawks – are uh, still kind of in a bit of disarray. I know they had a nice bounce back game last week, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not gonna look at one game and just say that uh, you know that offense has fixed things. I think there's a good chance that this uh, Seahawks uh, team is still uh, in a load of trouble, um, and uh, you know, I'm still not convinced that they can run the ball effectively. And uh, you know Russ Russ was able to help him last week, and there were so many defensive breakdowns by the Niners uh, in their secondary. So if the Texans just kind of shore that up a little bit, um, I could see this being a pretty low-scoring game. And I just think seven and a half is too many points uh, against a you know for a team that uh, you know has really struggled offensively uh, since Russ came back, uh, with the exception of last week. So I'll I'll take the Texans plus the seven and a half here. Yeah, I'm going to go the other side here. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Um, pretty impressive win last week. This Seahawks, uh, I've been looking at their remaining schedule, and they got a bunch of cupcakes. Um, if there's a team that can, you know, win six in a row and finish, what, nine and eight, it's them. Um, you know, they got they got some bad teams lined up. I think only one hard, hard game left. So they're going to be licking their chops for these matchups. And uh, I, I just... Yeah, I, I, I don't see the Texans putting up much of a fight here at home. Um, Jamal Adams is a huge loss for the Seahawks, but um, you know they got enough weapons offensively to get the job done. And I don't, I can't see the Texans, um, you know, other than uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Cooks going off. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to see them um, keeping up. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lean Texans here or uh, Seahawks. Well, yeah, I'm going to lean Seahawks. I was just looking at the, their schedule, and, man, you're you're right. I mean, besides the Rams and the Cardinals, which look like they're both in Seattle, which is definitely helpful, but that they also had the after the Bears and Lions. Ooh, yeah, that's those are some cupcake matchups, if Texans, you ask Bears, me. Lions, it's about, it's about as good as it gets. That's, a, yeah. that's as good as it gets. Um, for this game, um, you know, I'm... I, I like the Seahawks, too. Um, I'm waiting to hear confirmation that Tyrod Taylor is going to be out. Um, he should be out because he's got a torn a ligament in his wrist. Um, but 
Could they still the say yeah. that he there's a chance that he will start, um, but if it's Davis Mills, um, I don't really have a lot of confidence in that Texans offense, and I think the Seahawks are going to be able to do their thing and be able to have a nice uh, little um, cupcake matchup here to beat up on someone to you know maybe gain a little confidence heading into uh, the Rams next week. Um, you know, just thinking about it, they could be overlooking this game and looking straight ahead to the Rams. Um, but, uh, you know, if I get confirmation on that Davis Mills is going to be the starter this week, um, then I, I think I'm going to be playing Seahawks minus seven here. Um, but uh, until then, you know, I'm going to just lean Seahawks for now. Boy, I'm, I'm disappointed. Uh, you know, there's no better way I'd rather start you know, a day than with a general Mills product. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, even with Mills playing, I still, I still like the plus seven and a half here, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, with the tie rod ligament, I mean, there's no way he can start. Right. Um, can't be right. Yeah. I, I, I don't see it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I need to see it again out of the Seahawks. Uh, I, I, I just, I'm a little bit of the belief that, uh, that game last week was a bit of a fugazi just because the Niners, I, I kind of thought that too. There were a couple games like for the Bears when uh, when Erlocker would be out, and it was just like that defense fell apart. And I kind of think it was maybe something similar with, with Warner going out where that defense just was in you know complete disarray. Um, but, I mean, the Texans' defense has been in disarray all year, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, we will see. All right, next up, it is uh, Raiders taking on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs are nine-point favorites at home, and the over-under in this one is set at 48. Uh, Adam, why don't you uh, start this one off since we're going to get a little bit of weather. Yeah, no, I mean, this this line is eerily similar to the Chiefs-Broncos line last week. Um, you know, interdivision opponents, uh, Chiefs were minus 9.5, and, and the over-under was 47, so this is almost identical uh, I'm going to take the Raiders and I'm going to take the under. Uh, yeah, and weather conditions going to be pretty much the same too. Very windy, uh, a little cold. But um, yeah, I think uh, this Chiefs offense, you know, they've been winning games, but it's mostly been their defense the last month or so that, that's been keeping them afloat. Um, offense still looks a little broken. It seems like teams are really figuring out how to take away Kelsey and Hill and, um, you know, make the ancillary pieces beat you. And it seems to be working. Um they haven't really figured it out. Uh, I know last time they played the Raiders, they sort of whooped them. Um, but I'm expecting a little bit of a bounce back game for the Raiders. And yeah, I I, I think that they're well more than capable of keeping us within nine points. And uh, I don't see either team uh, sort of exploding offensively to cover the 48 points. So I'm, I'm going to definitely take the under here. Yeah, I like the Raiders as well. Um you know, in years past, uh, they've had some success against the Chiefs, and it's been uh, sort of a ball control type of approach. So, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna need to lean on uh, Jacobs pretty heavily because I think uh, Drake is out now, right? Yeah, Rob, Drake yeah. Drake is out. Yeah, Drake's yeah, done. Uh, so they're gonna be leaning on uh, on Jacobs here. But uh, you know, they've they've done that in the past, and uh, they've had some success with it. Uh, they know how to play a ball control game and and kind of keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, but. Uh, yeah, you know, if uh, if the weather's going to be like this, uh, I just think it's it's going to be a little bit more low scoring. The over-under, I think I'll stay off the 48, but the fact that I believe it to be lower scoring, I'm going to say that 
you know, nine points is going to be too much under the conditions. And then just kind of factor in that, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they haven't really looked right uh, offensively all year. The reason they've turned things around, really, the last uh, four or five weeks is because their defenses uh, decided to take charge and, and play a lot better. So, um, yeah, I, I don't hate the under in this game, uh, but I, I do like the Raiders. I, I just think nine points in this one's going to be a little bit tough for the Chiefs to get done. So give me the Raiders plus the nine. You know, I I don't think it's a real coincidence that the Chiefs' defense has been playing it better. You know, I kind of kind of mentioned Melvin Ingram a couple of weeks ago. That trade uh, would probably have an impact on the Chiefs' D, and it looks like it has so far. Um, I mean, this Chiefs' D is still not great, um, but it's definitely improved from what they were at earlier. But you know, I'm going to side with the Chiefs in this one. I just I I just don't think the Raiders are going to do enough in this game. Um, you know. It, Broncos, you know, it, it seemed like they were set up perfectly this last week, and they just couldn't get it done. I think the Broncos were would were in a little, little better spot th- this past week than the Raiders are this week. So, you know, I'm going to take Chiefs with the points. I don't feel great about it. You know, I would lean the under too, but we've seen it in the past between these two teams where both could just go off in games. Um, so I, I'm going to just stay away altogether. But uh, you know. Um, under does sound like the better play to me. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see if, uh, you know, Mahomes could beat up on this weak Raiders defense, which, you know, he he has this year. It, that seems to be the one saving grace he's had is just beating up on the weak teams. And I, I'm not thinking the Raiders are that good of a team right now. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be against you guys on this one. Yeah, all right, we will see. Uh, Raiders are definitely uh, slumping, and it seems like uh, maybe they've hit a wall uh, from some of the previous success that they had earlier on in the season. But uh, chance to right the ship here for sure. All right, next up, we've got the New Orleans Saints taking on the Jets. Uh, this game is in MetWife Stadium, uh, where the uh, Jets are five-point underdogs at home with the over-under set at 43. Um Guys, I, I really like the Saints this week. I think a uh, little bit of rust last uh, week for Taysom Hill uh, versus the Cowboys. Obviously, what he, I think he, he threw four picks in that game. Uh, it was it was ugly, but I think, uh, you know, we talk about uh, get-right games, and, uh, you know, the Jags are one candidate for them, and, uh, you know, playing the Jets is probably the next best thing, and uh, I, I think... Uh, you know they're they're gonna try and get back to the form that uh, they were in about a year ago this time when uh, Taysom Hill was under under center for the Saints and and they were grooving uh, and I think uh, you know this is this is gonna gonna be the game where they need to uh, they need to kind of show that they can beat up on a bad team and give themselves some confidence here uh, to spring off of to kind of make a, a final playoff push here but. Uh, I just think the five points, I was a little bit surprised uh, that they were only five-point favorites. I would have thought something along the lines of six-and-a-half to seven-and-a-half, honestly. Um, so I think you're getting good value here with the Saints. So I will take them. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, They were a little rust throwing the ball, but Taysom Hill still looked really good running the ball. And getting Alvin Kamara back, uh, I just expect them to sort of dominate this game time, time of possession-wise. Um, you know, Zach Wilson still, still looking iffy out there. Um, he, he, the offense looked a little bit better against the Eagles, but, um, I, the Seahawks or the Saints defense is a whole different animal. Uh, yeah. Like you have, and I was sort of surprised that at this line, I thought, uh, 
Jets would have been a, a, probably plus seven. But um, so getting getting this under a touchdown, uh, I love the Saints here. They're one of my confidence picks. Yep, I, I'm right there with you. I'm pretty confident in it too. Yeah, Kamara being a full participant in practice today, you know that definitely makes it sound seem like he's gonna play especially with mark ingram now going on the COVID ir list um you know so uh you know i i i think you guys said enough the saints d is just too good I, i'm gonna see this zach wilson just struggle back there and it, it's gonna be hard for them to put up points i think this is gonna be a cakewalk for the saints yeah i uh i agree i think this is one uh you know we uh we might return to later because uh we're all feeling good about this one Okay, next game up, we've got the uh, Falcons heading into Charlotte to take on the Panthers. Panthers are two and a half point favorites at home here. Fifty the over under at forty two and a half. Um, guys, I like the Panthers in this one minus two and a half. They're coming off the bye, uh, and they're still in the thick of things uh, thanks to their early season uh, push. Uh, so they're still kind of fighting um, for that playoffs, that kind of last playoff spot in the NFC. Uh, looks like Cam Newton will be under center for the Panthers, and uh, you know the Falcons. Uh, they were they were competitive to say the least against uh, against the Buccaneers last week, and uh, you know they looked pretty solid. Uh, and frankly, you know Robbie, I know you've touched on this in the past, so I won't claim to to steal this by any means. But they they look like a completely different offense with Cordero, uh Patterson healthy, which is you know astounding and hilarious at the same time that he would make that much of a difference, but. Uh, I like the I like the Panthers minus two and a half this week, but I think what I really like is the uh, the over forty two and a half. Um, provided that Cam doesn't get benched in this game, and uh, you know I, I just think Cam, you know he he gets uh, he gets the bye week help uh, should be should be a little bit uh, more well versed in the playbook, uh, you know a little bit more rhythm with the offense. I think the Panthers will come out and they'll look a little bit better than they had in recent weeks. And uh, the Falcons, I mean. Quarrel healthy, uh, they're moving the ball decently. Uh, you know they they hung around on that tough uh, Bucks D, so I, I think uh, this forty two and a half just seemed a little bit low. Um, you know weather conditions are supposed to be pretty clear, uh, so I I think this has got a chance to go over. Um, I mean the Falcons could put up uh, high twenties and the Panthers could get there as well. Uh, I just think it'll be a pretty competitive game, and uh, you know you should see some points scored here. So I'll I'll take the over in this one and I'll lock it up. But it's a lot. No. I'm with you on the Panthers right there. Um, you know, coming out of the bye, that's got to be a little help. I, I am a little concerned about Cam, actually. it's It seems like last couple of years, he's just, he's had a couple uh, flashes to start when, whenever he started on a new team. And then uh, after that, he kind of fade, fades out a little bit. So I, I'm a little concerned he might be on the fade out part right now on this Panthers team. So I'm a little concerned with him, but, uh, you know, uh, I, I think this Panthers defense is good to keep them competitive in this game. And uh, especially at home, I think they're going to be able to grind it out and pull off the victory right here. Um, you know, 42 and a half, that is a low number. You know, I, I could see them both getting into the twenties, but, uh, Cam's actually kind of concerning for me. He, he's, he's not the same guy he was, uh, on the old Panthers team with Riverboat Ron, but well, uh, his uh, frankly, his uh, you know statistics have been a car wreck ever since he was in that car oh, wreck. Wow. So, um... <laughs> o- 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 Oikos. <laughs> yeah, o- 
Louis V. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely agree with your concerns for Cam Newton. Um, you know, last time we saw him was against that Dolphins defense, and they made him look like the G League. Yeah, just point guards trying to throw <laughs> balls into the stands. Uh, but I'm actually going to take the Panthers here, uh, getting two and a half at home. Um, this Falcons defense is nothing special. Definitely below average. And to be honest, one of these two teams is going to be there in the playoff hunt in the NFC, regardless of that they should be. Um, and I, I, I just think overall that the Panthers have a better team. Um, they're at home here. Uh, I think the crowd's going to be juiced. Um, yeah, I, I just somehow they're going to make it work with the weapons on the outside. I know, you know, Robbie Anderson had a couple of good games with Cam to start off. Maybe he gets going here. Um, but yeah, out of these two defenses, uh, the Panthers definitely got the better one, and I, I think that matters here at home in our division. Um, and and this this line sort of indicates it's going to be a little bit of a defensive battle. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I, I sort of lean on Evans' direction with the over here, but I, I do like the Panthers covering. Yeah, like you said, Adam, I mean, both these teams are kind of in the same spot uh, in terms of their place in the standings. So, I mean, whoever wins this game, I don't know that it's a win or go home type of matchup but uh i mean the nfc is kind of that bad unfortunately but uh you know the winner of this game is absolutely still in the conversation for that final uh wild card spot so there's still a lot to be uh, a lot to play for in this game so you know should be should be a competitive game all right next game up you want to talk about a competitive game this is probably one of the matches or one of the games i'm most looking forward to watching uh but I don't think I'm going to gamble on it because I have no idea what is going to take place uh, really with either of these teams. I don't have a good read on them. It's the Ravens taking on the Browns. Uh, Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home here with the over-under at 42. Um, guys, I, I, I just, I'll admit it, I'm punting on this one. I don't, I don't really know. Both these teams have just not looked uh, like themselves lately, and uh, they're both kind of struggling. Um you know, especially the Ravens with Lamar, he's looked bad recently. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. So, uh, Adam, let's start with you. What, what are your thoughts on this game? I, I like the Browns. I'm actually pretty confident in them. I think this is one of those matchups. Um, you know, I, I said it two weeks ago when these two teams played. Uh, the Browns had two straight matchup against the Ravens. So they, they, they had their matchup two weeks ago. Yeah. They had a bye. They had. Time to review that film. Still prep for the Saints. So they've been prepping for the Ravens for uh, three weeks now. So um, I think that's a unique advantage that I've never seen before. Um, and I think it plays to the Browns here. Um, like we mentioned, both these teams have sort of been on a decline. But um, I don't know if any teams needed a buy more than the Browns. So they, they should be a little bit more healthy. Um yeah, I just a lot of lot of directions for me are leaning that uh, Browns probably going to cover this two and a half point spread at home. Not to mention, uh, I mean, even with the offensive struggles, their defense has still been one of the best in the league, and I I, I sort of expect that to continue on Sunday. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Browns probably need it more too, which uh, you know might might tilt me further in that direction. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um... Yeah, this one's been a tough one for me uh, as well. Just just like you, Evan, I'm going to lean on the side of the Ravens right now, but I don't feel great about it. You know, uh, supposed to be windy conditions in Cleveland this weekend, so uh, you know, you know. Fortunately, both these teams love to move the ball on the ground, and they're good with it. Um, I will say, getting you know, 
cream health, cream healthy, cream hunt healthy. Um, what is definitely a big benefit to them? Um, having that tandem chub and hunt, you know, that that definitely works well for them. But uh, you know, I, I I've got to think that the Ravens are going to keep it going. Man, it's crazy that they play the Ravens like two times in a row. I I, I can't believe that. Um. Oh man, I want to lean start to switch to Browns right now, but uh, that never works for me on air, so I'm going to stick with the Ravens right here. Yeah, I almost wonder if like if you're Kevin Stefanski and you're looking at the schedule a couple weeks ago and you, um or I'm sorry, if you're Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, jeez, oh for 3. Uh if you're John <laughs> Harbaugh and you're and you know, you're looking at the schedule, so you go Cleveland, Steelers, Cleveland. Do you just I mean, do you kind of focus on the Browns and kind of say, okay, let's go two out of three and, and play it that way? Or you know, do you go week by week? Um, because I, I think you're right, Adam. I mean, it's it's a very unique advantage that, that the Browns have. Um, I, I lean Ravens solely because they're getting the two and a half points in this game, and I think it, it is going to be that close. Um, I'm not expecting either of these offenses to light it up. Um, you know, over under at 42, would not be surprised at the under hit here. I mean, the weather can get nasty in Cleveland this time of year with the wind coming off the lake and you get the, you know, the, the rain and snow mix. Uh, it, it just gets ugly out there. Um, but having said that, I mean, the Browns are definitely more suited to win that kind of game on the offensive side of the ball and their defense is better. Um, but, uh, you know, when you kind of get in these sort of run-the-ball games, uh, you know, you're only passing the ball 22 times a game maybe. It's like, you know, the games get a lot closer. It's all about time of possession. Um, you know, it's it's harder to cover the spreads. And I don't know. I, I'm just expecting a tight game here. So I'm going to lean uh, Ravens plus 2.5. But I, I don't think I can I can put my money on this game. It's just it's a toss-up for me. I I'm very curious to watch it and kind of see how it plays out, but I, I don't have a good grasp on it. All right, uh, next game up, it is Giants uh, heading out to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are 10.5-point favorites at home, fresh off of a big victory against the Bengals. Uh, Over-under in this one is 44. Uh, Giants, of course, uh, had a tough loss last week to the Dolphins. Uh, with Mike Glennon under center. And uh, thanks to Robbie, Robbie's got his finger on the pulse of the Giants here. Um, you know, it was, uh, I was kind of under the impression that Daniel Jones was going to go, uh, you know, coming off the uh, the next train injury, but I guess there's still some concerns there. And uh, it's actually looking more likely that as long as uh, Glennon clears concussion cr- uh, protocol, that he will be the starter for this game. Um, so with that in mind, uh, I, I'm actually going to be on the Chargers. Um, I just think, you know, with Herbert and uh, that offense, they, they looked really good last week against uh, against the Bengals on the road. And, uh, you know, they go back to the fast track at home. They haven't had the most success there. But, um, you know, things start appear to be clicking for them. Uh, my concern, though, is if the Giants, you know, because the Chargers' run D is bad, even though they were able to uh, keep Joe Mixon relatively in check last week uh if Saquon just runs wild um for the Giants that could spell trouble for the Chargers as they have to cover a big number here but uh you know I'm I'm gonna say that the Chargers aerial attack is just gonna be a little bit too much for the Giants to handle in this one with uh most likely Glennon under center yep uh, I'm gonna 
side with the Chargers as well. Um, you know, they I'm thinking they should beat up on them, but uh, a little concern I've got is now Mike Williams. Uh, he's on the COVID list, and uh, I think he's unvaccinated, so he needs 10 days to clear, but he could potentially clear before this game today. So I, I think that's a definitely big for the Chargers side right here, um, you know, having all your pieces there. But I, I'd probably still lean the Chargers either way. This Giants team, I, I, I don't trust their offense at all with – with Mike Glenn, though having Tony back would probably be a big boost to them. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of variables in this game right now, uh, looking at it from Wednesday, that uh, I'm not going to be making a play at, on it whatsoever quite yet. Um, I know 10.5 is a lot of points, but I just seeing how the Chargers whooped on this Bengals team, uh, I think they shouldn't have any problem with the whooping on this Giants team as well. Yeah, this, I, I don't feel great about this game at all. You mentioned Mike Williams. Uh, Chris Harris, their cornerback's also uh, on the COVID list along with uh, Keenan Allen. So they're they're down a lot of their you know, premier players. Um, and, and as soon as you count out the Giants, it seems like the the whole entire Joe Judge era, they came out, they'll come out of nowhere and cover a line that they have no business. <laughs> this feels yeah, like true. one of those matchups, you know. You, who, who knows you're going to get a quarterback, uh, yeah. Uh, Jake Fromm might actually give them a little bit more than what they've been getting the last two years out of quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, you could see a you know gamer type performance from him if he gets a start. But yeah, this is this is one I'll probably stay off. Just gut feeling. No, I'll, I'll I'll lean the Giants. Yeah, I think uh, Robbie you hit the nail on the head here. Probably best to hold off making any bets on this game until you know further information is known. All right, uh, next game up, it's the uh, Lions, who are winless no more. Uh, they head out uh, to Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos are 7.5-point favorites. Uh, coming off a loss against the Chiefs uh, in, last Sunday night, and the over-under in this one is at 42.5. Um, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, you know, congrats to the Lions. Uh, you, you got the victory. You've been trying so hard so far this year. Um, you know, Broncos, um, a little disappointing game against Kansas City. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to count too much about either the Broncos or the Lions games. You know, I, actually, I might even lean that the Lions, after this win, they might not be as motivated to try to get a victory in here because, you know, they're not going to be a winless team anymore. Um, they're not going down in the history books yet let, that way. So, you know, I actually feel good about the Broncos at home getting seven and a half points here. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good chance to get right for the Broncos. Um, I, I know the Lions have been competitive in a lot of games so far this year, but uh, maybe this one ends up being a slip-up since they finally got that W they needed. Robbie, that's just a poor take. The Lions are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so they oh, will come out. That's true. NFC is that trash. <laughs> I was looking. Yeah, the Texans are the only team that's mathematically eliminated, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, this is the time of year that you you start playing with the playoff machine on ESPN. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like the Lions in here plus seven and a half. I just think it's uh, it's a few too many points um, here. And uh, you know they should be riding high off the win. I, I totally get what you're saying. Where yeah, they're probably not as motivated, uh, you know, now that they, they got off the schneid. But uh, I still think, uh, you know, we kind of saw it last week with Bridgewater. There's kind of always going to be some offensive questions. Uh, 
you know, with this Broncos team, it's they're they're just a, kind of a slip away from laying an egg offensively in any sort of game, and um, I just think asking them to cover seven and a half at uh, you know with kind of the way their team is constructed, it's just I I don't feel good about uh, you know. There's some teams that you know you feel good about having them cover a bigger number, and the Broncos is just not one. I know I know they've been playing decently. They're they're getting the running game going. Their defense is playing well, but. Um, you know the Lions. Lions have been competitive. They've hung in a lot of games. They've got a lot of pride. Um, so I, I'm going to pick them here to cover the seven and a half. I don't think they'll win, but I think uh, they'll hang tough in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos here. I feel pretty good about them covering this number. Uh, you know they've been pretty good this year against beating up on teams they should have. Uh, they, they're not a team that does the slip, has like those slip up games that you see from from other teams, but. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, lines have been really easy to run on. Um, Broncos getting Melvin Gordon back is going to be helpful. Um, Lions, I, I doesn't, uh, it looks like uh, Swift is questionable. He could play, but uh, yeah, I just think there's, there's more on the line for the Broncos. They're at home, a uh, tough place to play. I, um, I, I wish, sort of wish this line was seven, not seven and a half, but I'll still take the juice at seven and a half. Well, at least the Broncos had the uh, the benefit of the film last week. Now they know, you know, if there's like a first and goal from the ten to win the game, that uh, they just need to actually guard the goal line, uh, not like the back of the end zone like the Vikings did. So um, at least now that they'll they'll know that from the film. Uh, all right, next game up, it's the Niners taking on the Bengals. Uh, Bengals are one point favorites at home in this one, with the over under set at forty eight and a half. Uh, I I'm kind of of the belief that uh, this game this game could be trouble. Um, I I like the Bengals here minus one, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, Burrow is dealing with some injury issues. So is Joe Mixon. So they've got some important pieces of that offense hobbled. Uh, they did just get humbled and exposed uh, by that Chargers offense last week, though the Niners run a very different scheme uh, than what the Chargers do. Uh, so. Uh, by those regards, you know, maybe the Bengals will fare a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, that said, the Niners, uh, they're, they're struggling in their own right. Um, no Debo, no uh, Fred Warner. So uh, those are two very important pieces out for them. Uh, so I'm going to lean Bengals here minus one, but I'm, I'm not incredibly confident about it. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. Um, I, I just think maybe being at home, uh, both these – you mentioned both both these offenses are trying to do the same thing you know dictate the run game um but yeah there's a lot of a lot of pieces out for both teams or a lot of people injured for both teams um yeah i just i know both games for each team last week went over but i actually really like the under here with all the with all the uncertainty um 48 and a half is i think the third highest game um this week and I, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, you know, if both teams, um, you know, establish their game plan, it's going to be a run-heavy game. And, I, yeah, I don't see this flying over, at least being the third highest over-under out of all the games. So, yeah, I'm going to take – that's probably my only play this game is the under. Yep, that's going to be it. my only play in this one too. Uh, I'm going to lean on the Bengals here uh, just slightly at home. You know, if uh, – Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson don't play, and it's just Jamichael Hasty for the Niners. Uh, he, he hasn't been great, and when he's the spot start guy, so um, you know it, that's going to be a 
little questionable for the Niners, so I'm going to lean on the Bengals side in this one. You know, they, but uh, you know, you got the question marks on the Bengals side too with uh, Joe Burrow's pinky, and now he's got a little knee issue. Is that, if, if I heard, um, so it, they're all. There's a lot going on in this game, so this is for the most part stay away. But yeah, I I like this under like it, with all these injuries happening, especially more so on the offensive side of the ball. I I feel like it's going to be a, a little struggle on both for both offenses to be able to put up points. You might see a lot of drives in the red zone, settle for field goals, um, but uh, you know definitely like this under. I, I, I do agree that 48 and a half, it, it shouldn't be the second highest or third highest number on the week. Yeah, I, I like the under as well. I mean, given given that uh, Burrow is going to be both impaired with his legs and his throwing hand, I mean, uh, and it's not like they're going to be able, that, that would normally say like, okay, then, you know, you lean on Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon got a little bit banged up last week. I doubt they want to put a heavy workload on him either. So I think they're kind of in a tough spot. Um, somebody's going to have to gut it out for him. Uh, if they want to put up big points, uh, otherwise I think, you know, they might, uh, they might just try to win like a low scoring type game in this one. And, uh, you know, clock could move quick here with both teams trying to run the ball. Uh, I like the under as well. All right, next up, we've got uh, probably the marquee matchup of the week. Um, it is the Buffalo Bills heading down to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers got the uh, the win last week against the Falcons, whereas the Bills, uh, they lost the Blizzard Bowl uh, at home against the Patriots on Monday night. In uh, this one, guys, I, I like the Bucks minus the three and a half. I just think... Uh, you know, Bills are probably a little bit dejected uh, after after that Monday night loss. Plus, uh, you know, coming off a short week, uh, that's that's kind of a tough game to, to rebound from, too, on a short week. You know, very physical, run-the-ball type game. Um, you know, both, uh, both lines are going to be banged up, uh, defensive line and offensive line. A lot of stress put on them. Um, I just think this is a tough one on a quick turnaround. You know, you lose a heartbreaking game in the division that was probably in all likelihood what's going to des- decide the division uh, in the AFC East. And now, you know, you got to turn around six days later and play pretty much the, the you know, the class of the NFC. That's, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be feeling great in the Bills locker room if, if it were me. But uh, I, I like the Bucks minus three and a half here. I just think, uh, you know, they're, they just appear to be clicking a little bit better on both sides of the ball. So I'll take Bucks. Yeah, I, I'm on the Bucks for kind of similar reasons. Bills kind of seem like they haven't been as good as they were for the first half of the season. Um, it seems like they've been on a slow downturn. You know, the couple, they, of course, beat up on, like, the Jets and uh, the Saints in that span. But uh, they, they've, they've, for the most part, just seem to be on downswing against a really competitive teams and I, I think Tom Brady is going to be coming out here and be able to put up a number on them um, you know that three and a half line I think is good you know I think the Bills could keep it within three so uh, I, I think that's pretty good but I'm going to lean on the Buccaneers being able to um, get at least four more points in the Bills in this one as far as that over underline I'm not going to touch that one I think that's a pretty fair one I, I expect both teams to be putting up points here so um you know this is this is probably one of those games i'm gonna just stay away from and just watch and enjoy 
Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Bills here, getting the three and a half points. I just expect this one to be close. Uh, last week, it's hard to you know take any way, anything away from that game in New, uh, in Buffalo between New England. Um, never haven't really saw it, seen a game plan like that. Was it like 46 rushes, three passes? It's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, Bills they, they still they still went with their their, their game plan and uh, almost pulled it out in the end. But um, yeah, I, I just think. The Bucks, their their secondary in particular has been a little bit vulnerable. Um, you, you can't run on them, but the Bills aren't going to run on anybody. So uh, I don't think that's going to come into effect. I, I, this is a decent matchup for the Bills, and to be getting three and a half points. And I mean, if they if they take another L, they could be on the outside looking in in the AFC. So this is this is about as a must win as they can get. Um, yeah, I, I expect this one to be close, and uh, for that reason, I'm going to take the Bills with the points. Should be a good matchup. Uh, both of these teams will be uh, in the playoffs when it's all said and done, in all likelihood. So, uh, I mean, heck, it, if things fall the right way, it could even be a uh, potential Super Bowl matchup. So we will see. Uh, next game up, it is. Uh, I don't know why this is on Sunday Night Football. I'm sorry, it America. Is. Yeah, it it just doesn't need to be. Um, probably Mike Tirico on the call. This is going to be one where Al Michaels doesn't even want to show up. Uh, it's Bears-Packers. Uh, this game is in Lambeau, where the Packers are 11.5-point favorites. Over-under at 43.5. Everything's coming up Packers for this matchup, if you ask me. They're coming off the bye. Uh, Bears are a banged-up team, though they are going to get Fields back. Um, I I like uh, Packers minus the 11.5 here. I've just seen uh, too many too many of these games uh, where the Bears are a much better team than they are right now. And... Uh, you know, the Packers still win in double digits, and, uh, you know, these are just polar opposite teams, teams going in two different directions. Uh, so I like I like the Packers to cover the 11.5. We already know that uh, Rodgers is uh, always motivated against the Bears. So um, I think the one thing I do like in this game, though, uh, is the over 43.5. Uh, with Fields coming back, uh, you know, it will open up the run game a bit for the Bears. They tend to move the ball a little bit better. Uh, that way, uh, and um, you know, we all know the Packers can put up uh, thirty and you know at the drop of a hat. So um, I think forty three and a half is a little bit low. But uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I like the pack here. I've seen <laughs> too many of these Bears Packers matchups, especially in Lambeau, where you know the Bears season's over and the coach probably should have been fired already. And, and I mean, I remember the one game, it was a what, 35 nothing and a half Packers. Yep. Um, I could see something similar happen here. I, I mean, this, especially this over-under line is my favorite play of the week, uh, and that's why I'm going to lock it up. But it's a lock now. Yeah, 43 and a half is way too low for this matchup for me. Um, you know, Bears have been showing improvement on offense, especially in the run game. David Montgomery, he, he looks fully healthy now. He's got that burst back, and I think – uh, we haven't really seen him and Fields together in the backfield together. They they could uh, they could be a good duo for running running the ball. And uh, on the other side, the Packers. This Bears defense has shown that they can't stop anybody, especially against the pass. Uh, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a field day out there. Um, yeah, take an all over because I, I think this one's going to go above fifty. Oh wow! Ooh, all right. right. Okay. Um, I I can maybe maybe see that. Um, but uh, yeah, I I. I I agree with what a lot of you guys saying, but uh, I think having Fields back is going to be enough to keep the Bears in it more than you guys think. Uh, 11.5 is a lot of points, uh, and I know 
this could very easily get out of hand and Packers just absolutely blow them out. But something tells me that the Bears are going to at least try to be a little bit competitive in this one and uh, grind it out a little bit closer. Um, so, you know, I, I love this over too. Um, so, um, yeah, I love that lock. Okay, next game up, guys, we've got uh, it's the Rams heading out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one with uh, over-under this week set at 51-and-a-half, uh, second-highest over-under of the week only to uh, the Bills and the Bucks. So uh, they're calling for a shootout here, uh, but I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, Adam, why don't you break this game down for us, first of all? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> This one's this one's pretty interesting for me. I, I was sort of expecting the Cardinals to be a little bit more favored. Um, you seen Kyler and D Hop come back last week, and it looked like they didn't miss a step. Especially Kyler. Kyler looked amazing out there in bad conditions. Um, yeah, and, and this this a whole collective team effort there impressed me. Um, and then on the flip side, the Rams. Um, you know, I wasn't i mean they, they they completely demolished the the jaguars at home they look good but I, I don't know how much you could take that for um jaguars you don't know how hard they're playing for urban meyer at this point they could be looking towards next year but i this is definitely a matchup that um probably gonna test both teams i, I know earlier in the year uh when everyone thought the rams were the best team in the league cardinals went into uh SoFi and put a whooping on them um so i think this is just an overall good matchup for the cardinals and for them to be um, favored by less than a field goal here at home, uh, to me indicates that you know Vegas has these teams sort of on an even plane. Where, in in my opinion, I think the Cardinals Cardinals are a, a significantly better team than the Rams at this point in the year. Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna take the Cardinals. I feel great about them. Yeah, I agree. I like the Cardinals as well, uh, Adam. I think you you hit it right on the head. I I don't see the world right now at least with the way these two teams are playing where they're uh they're kind of a on a level playing field uh cardinals seem to be a class above them i mean we've seen the rams beat up on bad teams this year but otherwise i mean they've been touch and go against uh you know good opponents uh they've had their fair deal of struggles and uh i'm not convinced at all that they can go on the road um against a good team and in you know, win a game or, or keep it, uh, keep it relatively close. I mean, I think, I think when the season's over, we're probably going to hear about how banged up Stafford is. It's kind of, some of it's already starting to leak out now, but, uh, I mean, you mentioned it, uh, you know, D hop and, uh, Kyler. I mean, if, if the Cardinals have been able to just, you know, they didn't miss a beat without D hop, uh, you know, this whole time. And now they got him back. And if that, uh, D hop and Kyler connection is, you know, at a hundred percent, uh, you know, on the final push for the playoffs here, like, man, they're going to get the one seed. They're going to be, they're going to be tough to beat. So I like the Cardinals here. I think they should be able to cover the two and a half. I just think they're the better team right now. Their defense is, uh, surprised all year. And, uh, frankly, they're probably, they're probably the better unit. Um, I, I know the big names are on the Rams sides, but the, the team that's been playing better is the Cardinals. So I'll take the Cardinals minus two and a half. Yeah. I, I feel pretty good about the cards too. in this one, um, not sure what else I could add to it. Uh, besides the Cardinals did it right by, uh, resting, uh, Kyler and D hop for that long. Um, you know, they, they're looking back to form right now. So, um, that, that, that's definitely good for them. I know they're pro- going for some playoff push and some uh, maybe some Super Bowl aspirations. So, um, 
you know, I, I like I do like the Cardinals at home right here. Yeah, I was kind of surprised minus two and a half as well. Yeah, that crowd's gonna be pretty juiced up for a Monday night matchup, especially this big. They haven't. This is yeah. This is for the this is for the one seed. I think so. This is yeah. the, no. This isn't the big. They've had some big games in the big toaster in the past. Going well, back to like that, those Kurt Warner years, but this is in recent memory. Yeah, in recent least. memory. I mean, yeah. last year they had that Bills matchup on Monday night, which uh, ended in the Hale Murray. In the Hale Murray. That's right. Yeah, uh, this is a big one though. Uh, Rams need the game for sure, and uh, Cardinals. I mean, are pushing. You know, the Packers are pushing the cards for that. Uh, that one seed, so Cardinals got to keep winning. Both these teams will be hungry, so it should be a good game. But we are all on the Cardinals. Um, so let's let's recap the lead pipe locks here, real quick, guys, before we uh, break down our podcast parlay. So uh, Adam, to start it off, you were uh, Bears Packers over forty three and a half. Uh, Robbie, you were on Cowboys and team over forty eight, and I was on Panthers Falcons over forty two and a half. So we got three overs this week. We're, we're going to be all over these lead pipe blocks this week. <laughs> all over it. So, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes you just got to lean into something um, in order to, to break a bad trend. So I, I think I think we're we're going to write the ship uh, this week. As for our podcast parlay, we also got to write the ship here. Uh, we're feeling really good about the Saints minus five. Uh, I think we want to keep that. Um, Cowboys team over 48. Uh, also... We were all confident on, and then uh, Cardinals minus two and a half. Um, guys, do you see any reason to to change any of those after we've uh, talked it through? Or are we still good with that? Uh, if anything, I feel more confident about those three picks after talking through them. I agree. I, yeah, I feel pretty good about those. Yeah, same. You know, I, the probably the one I feel least good about was the is the Cowboys team over I agree um, yeah yep. but I still like that and probably wouldn't substitute it for anything else so. yeah I, I love the Saints minus five and, and the Cardinals this week Cowboys so. team they're gonna do it I think yeah I, 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 I do like that so I let's uh, let's go let's go with it Heineke's due to sling it so I think it'll I think it'll come around uh, but that'll do it for our week 14 episode everybody thanks for tuning in uh, again a reminder check us out on social media on Instagram and Twitter at the SL Football Guys. A lot of fun stuff there. But until next week, we are signing out. Take care, good luck, and we'll talk to you later.